time in a while and very much for the first time in our star wars series this year we're joined by rocky hey how's your life <laughs> it's great it is going great actually um <laughs> <laughs> so yes today we are going to be watching star wars episode seven the force awakens which i am for one very excited this is i'm just going to say right away liz hates star wars <laughs> This is the only three movies or anything Star Wars that she likes at all are these three, are the new ones. I thought for a second you were going to say this is the only one out of any of the nine films that she liked. <laughs> Close, actually. But I okay. think this one might be her favorite. But <laughs> all right. For Let's... sure, opinion on that after we come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we start talking about this movie, I'm going to start with Robbie. Okay. How are things going? Today was a little bit hectic, but I agree. <laughs> uh, other than that, like things are more or less the same, but good. Um, my sister's birthday is pretty close to mine. She just recently had a birthday, and uh, I guess she was celebrating over the weekend because you know we work weekdays because we're all working adults and everything. Right, right. Sure, uh, some of us are that. Yeah. Yeah. Drove down probably about a good three hours to go see my sister on her pseudo birthday for that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, drove three hours, went and had dinner with my mom, uh, met my sister at the bar, basically, where all of her fr- friends were basically just having drunken victories that night. So I ended up playing Mother Goose by the end of the night. Drunken and, uh, victories, Mother Goose, what? <laughs> it's it's like advanced Duck Duck Goose. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> but know. no, because like, uh, you know, like a drunken victory whenever somebody has to have like the last say on something whenever they're drunk, like, you know, because like my si- like. Around one o'clock in the morning, my sister is just like, "All right, like I, I, I need to go home and get some sleep. We need to uh, leave early in the morning." And then all of her friends are like, "No, come on, just one more shot, just one more shot with me. Come on, one more shot. You can stay. But I'm gonna order. Can I get five tequilas? One more shot. Just kind of sit down, have one more shot. Oh, okay, so and that went on for another hour and a half. So, so awful. Yeah, uh, it was one. <laughs> like I said, I was playing Mother Goose because I was like, okay, I need to get them home, and I'm the only one sober right now." That's okay. You just like set up one of those mechanisms where it just kind of dangles a shot in front of them, and they, like, <laughs> they just keep walking towards yeah, it until they like get a home. carrot on a stick, but it's just with the shot. Sadly enough, that actually might work with some drunk people. I imagine it would be very useful. Yeah, yeah. Unless they fall, that that's gonna happen no matter yeah. what. You can't. <laughs> See, it's you why can't you gotta fix that problem. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's why you gotta put a saddle on them whenever you're. <laughs> So that way they kind of Are leave you going to saddle. ride them? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very different thing. <laughs> well, you ride them home, you put the you dangle a shot in front of them, and that's how you make sure they get home safely. Would that be a DUI? <laughs> yeah, because that still counts as a DUI if you're driving, but they're drunk. Hmm. I don't know. Ask Texas. I, we, they probably have a weird law in Texas yeah. about like drunk horses. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we need to find a story about a guy who rode a drunk horse home and see if he got in trouble for it. 
I'm actually I'm gonna Google this immediately yeah. after this. <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds like it would be an interesting story to tell. Like, <laughs> that would definitely make news headlines. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that. Um, you know, babysitting drunk people. Uh, got her home finally. Uh, I think I went to bed at like four o'clock in the morning. Fun. Yeah, and then woke up at nine and had breakfast with my mom, and then drove back. You know, here the, the extra three hours to get back for the podcast. Well, you are running on classic Robbie sleep right now, so yeah. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> classic Robbie sleep, but I actually had a good nap. Like, I played nap roulette and I won. Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. I imagine Robbie's just perpetually in a fugue state, just constantly. <laughs> a little bit there for a while. Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't tell us some of the episodes he was on, I don't think. Yeah, there's certain episodes that, like, I just do not remember what happened because I was too tired to tell anybody what happened there was one that i legitimately fell asleep in the middle of and like i couldn't even give a review because i didn't watch the movie i fell asleep while we were watching it yeah true story <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird if you, yeah i was gonna say if you want to want to hear that episode go back to um swiss uh, army man no Does any was, of us remember what the, the it was the, movie? Ar- the french arm one yeah it was oh, the one where the guy yeah. lost his hand uh, where's army my body man? i don't know swiss army it's like a knife but like hands yeah. and stuff yeah. swiss army man is that movie with uh daniel radcliffe i don't think we've watched it on here no we haven't okay but yeah, that... i was on that one you were... and i remember robbie being a stimulating uh <laughs> conservationalist Conservationalist? Conservationalist? <laughs> yes. I don't know. He was a very simulating conservative. Yeah. See what they did is like during the the Skype call, they just put a beer in my hand while I was sleeping, and like, oh yeah, yeah, he he drank a little bit too much during this podcast. Don't don't worry about him, Rocky. We just like we actually just... remember there was an elaborate set of strings that you would yeah. just move. According to them, but I was—I believed it. Yeah. I, I actually, we just replaced him with a puppet. All right. Well, fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, Hello. let's go with E. Hi. How how have things been going? Uh, pretty good. Last week I teased that I might have a thing. Do you have a thing? For the most part, yeah. It's not out yet, but it'll oh. be out when the episode's out. So. Nice. Um, what do we get to know the thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just want to announce the things. I have be a out. thing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, me and my brother did a, we're doing a thing called D and E Doodles, where we're just we make videos where we're doodling, oh, basically. Sweet, it's pretty fun so far. Have you guys been like doing it live? No. Oh, okay. It's it's posed. So I've I've actually been editing, and I'm oh. like, dang, my microphone sure sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> So that was dry. Cool. I got you spoiled on these microphones. It it's not even really that. Nice. It's that's my that's technically my backup. It's like designed for an Xbox three, like an Xbox. So, but um, yeah. So it's just we have a random prompt and we'll doodle. Uh, the first the episodes that should be out when this podcast is uploaded is the random. We just had like random prompts. Um. The one that will come out the week after that is we were designing Sanrio characters, which is like Hello Kitty and those. <laughs> so we like generated stuff. Um, I I really liked mine, which was a monkey that's an MMO addict. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay, good. All right. So it's just like fun stuff like that. That sounds so, like a good time. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, what was it again? D and E. D and E doodles. D and E doodles on on the YouTube. It should probably be on YouTube. All okay. right. Maybe we'll just go to Vimeo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll just we'll just find out. We'll do like Vimeo, Daily Motion, Pornhub. We'll see what sticks. Really. 
I mean, if you go to Pornhub, you can just start drawing whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there's dicks, of course. Nah. There is quite a bit of content on Pornhub without dicks, actually. I think there's really? actual Let's Plays uploaded to Pornhub that they didn't bother taking down. There's like a bunch of stuff. Not like not like someone in a bikini playing a video game. Just like it's just the video game and they just uploaded it. I had no idea. I thought that was like a porn thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be. <laughs> Pornhub is not just for porn. Yeah. Hey, that's the, the most I know is like apparently there's a meme of like a guy or I don't know if it's like a meme. Like, I guess it's like an actual channel on Pornhub of a guy that like does like life hacks like he teaches people how to like fold a fitted sheet and like how to iron their clothes properly yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's the opposite of what yeah. he does. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Actually, that's his tag on all of them. Don't fuck it. <laughs> but it was it was okay that Drya made that assumption because it was once just for porn. <laughs> In fact, Drya was a very angry customer for that video. I had an extremely difficult time it. masturbating to this. He I just, still did, but it was much harder than it should have been. He's just in the comment sections of Pornhub, <laughs> and it's like, like you look at the comment and the username's just like, Jariah still. Just, <laughs> just still my just name. Like, <laughs> no shame. No anonymity. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, Rocky, we've not spoken to you for since that horror discussion we did. How have things been going? You know, so much has happened. Uh, I feel like an entirely different person. I've grown quite a bit. Um, it's 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 been an incredible journey. It's been an incredibly it's been an incredible, fully detailed journey. Um, I take I took up karate. Um, I was learning, but it was it was kind of a um, it's kind of like a, a niche class. <clears throat> it was underground, and I was doing it with uh, three other people, and it was very. It was very Renaissance esque, but I, I, I had to, I had to leave because I, I didn't trust the, uh, the teacher. I mean, between me and you, I thought he was a rat, and I just. <laughs> all right, all right. So you've been watching a lot of Nickelodeon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, maybe that or porn. I mean, it's the same thing. So, yeah, I've been watching a lot of cartoons. <laughs> cool, cool, all right. Um, yeah, <laughs> not a lot new with me in my life. Uh, Is I tooth unimploded? Yeah, I can, just, like, I can do stuff again, like eat things. So that's fun. Um... And then next week, I start the process of just fucking up the rest of my mouth. So, gonna lose like 100 pounds just on this stupid fucking applesauce pudding diet. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be awful. Yeah, so for the next couple of months, you just be going to the dentist and be like, just fuck me up, fam. Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's uh, gonna suck. One tooth per day. I'm not looking forward to any of it. But yeah, so just that. And then I, I got a couple video games. Returner will be here in like a week. I will play in Deathloop. That's super fun. I'll be getting into that yeah. on our newest live show. Okay. That looked somewhat interesting, and then I was like, dang, I almost want this. It's very fun. I'll be getting into that on our live show that we'll be doing later tonight as of this recording. But yes, enough about us talking about our boring lives. Let's talk about... A boring movie. N- no, a good movie. <laughs> God damn it. It's a good movie. Let's talk about Star Wars. Awaken 
the Disney pocketbook. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, wake up. Grab yourself and put a little makeup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nailed it. Um, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And if anybody, again, I feel like I need to say this at the beginning of each trilogy we start watching. The way that we started watching this was from the prequels to the original trilogy to the new trilogy. Yeah. Because this is all a journey to show E all of the Star Wars, which he had never seen before. This is a correct statement. And I was like, okay, let's watch them chronologically. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, no, do I hate Star Wars? Yep. Uh, and I think right now we're at 50-50. I yeah. Th- yeah, I would say, I think it slightly teeters towards good, because at least episode three was like enjoyable okay. at points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're, it, it, it's like you're, it's like the meters a little half. We're at like half. 65% maybe. That's a little high. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been people who've written that they think episode three is a masterpiece. I've made legitimate arguments about that. I would very much disagree with them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's what they say. Was it you who is wrote it, these? Are, yeah, are you they? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't hate the movies. I think, that, but no, not me. But yeah. no, I mean, some people think that the uh, cinematography is fantastic. That's I think the there best. are some good shots in there, but overall, there's like an hour of good movie in that two and a half hours. Yeah. I anyway, we spoilers. About that. I didn't like it. I basically didn't like any of the prequels. Yeah, yeah, but we've talked about that uh, at length. Yeah. Go back and listen to all those. Those, unfortunately, don't have Rocky, though. They do not. This is the only Star Wars episode with Rocky so far. So, um, I have, of course, seen this. Uh, Robbie, you have? Yeah. Uh, Last time I actually saw this movie was in theaters, actually. Okay, so it's been six years for you. Yeah. This movie came out in 2015, by the way, directed by J.J. Abrams. Um, Rocky, you've seen it, correct? Yes, I've seen it. All right, cool. When was the last time you saw it? Um, I think Kimi and I, we watched the, all the movies together, maybe a few months back. Oh, so a little recent. Very fresh in your mind then. I've watched these movies a couple of times. I actually, yeah, I've watched them a few times. All right, cool. And E, of course, as we said, has not. I haven't Star Wars. So based off of the history of Star Wars from what we've seen so far. Okay. What? do you actually expect to happen? Because I know last time at the end of that, we talked about what you would like to happen. But what uh-huh. do you actually expect to happen? Uh, oh no, Palpatine was alive the entire time after being exploded. Ah! <laughs> and he's building up a new dark dark side. I don't know if you build that, but he's building up a new dark side. <laughs> and uh, it still revolves around basically the same cast because nothing ever happens in space, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think it's like at twenty years in the future past. Okay, okay. And Luke's old, ish. All right, interesting. And there's a, there's a new Skywalker in existence. Because again, nothing ever happens except to this specific family in the entire race of all anything in space. Yeah. <laughs> Skywalkers are the only interesting family in the entire galaxy. Everybody else are just moisture farmers. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um I don't yeah, I couldn't give you a guess of anything specific to this movie though, honestly. Like surprisingly I have heard very little about the new Star Wars in like plot stuff. I think most of the dialogue in the internet has been almost entirely negative, especially after the newest movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think the discussion started probably around The Last Jedi, which that had like a whole weird internet thing behind it and like a bunch yeah. of Russian bots like act- actively trying to downvote everything that was Star Wars. It was a very, very weird thing. Um, but yeah, there's been a weird discussion about Star Wars after well, that. Well, it's still weird because like when this one specifically came out, like everyone basically loved it. Yeah, it was great. Like, it was. I think it's almost one of the highest rated Star Wars too. Yeah, but as the time's gone, like mo the majority seems to just hate it now, including people I like personally know who was like raving about this movie when it was new and telling me how like Star Wars is good again and all this jazz and now when I talk about it he's like this the, this shouldn't even count as Star Wars. So That's... very mixed mer- very mixed feelings apparently. Yeah. I I definitely don't agree with that point of view. <laughs> you don't think that they should just throw away <laughs> some of the movies that exist? What? No. Um I think a lot of that really does just come from people having such an insane idea of what they wanted this series to be. And I think a lot of it comes from the super hardcore Star Wars fans of like read all of the extended universe stuff. And then when this came out, Disney actively being like, yeah, all the extended universe stuff doesn't count. It doesn't, it's not a thing anymore. I still don't get that. Like why they did that. I guess because Disney likes to be really controlling of their brand. And that's, exa- that's exactly like that. it. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird thing to do. Well, like I guess one little piece or nugget of wisdom about it is, um, there was, I can't remember which company it was, but they wanted to make like a an actual M-rated Star Wars game, and it was going to take place in a basically like a slum planet. And uh, some people were kind of thinking like it maybe it could be like the origin story of Boba Fett or something like that. But there was going to actually be like, uh, you know, you had to deal with people that were like heavy drug users, and there was actually going to be blood in it and all this other stuff. And like they were talking about making that game, and then Disney bought the property. Or yeah, brought. Or Disney bought LucasArts and then just completely shut down the entire thing because they didn't want to have like a a dark, mature Star Wars. They wanted their Star Wars. Yeah. Disney ruined a lot of stuff. Disney's like the biggest reason why the last Marvel versus Capcom game also sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no arguing. Disney kind of sucks ass. Yeah. Uh as much <laughs> as they can bankroll some really great things sometimes, most recently, the Marvel movie Shang-Chi. Uh great movie. There's also just a million cases of, like, Disney really actively fucked this thing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think Star Wars, as a huge, as a property as a whole, is that. There's definitely a lot of people that do. There's that, there's that opinion out there. Yeah. I mean, Disney is a company with, like, a quintillion dollars. They can, j- if you have that much money, you can, of course, make good things happen. Because you can right. just throw money until something works. Exactly. That's exactly it. You can just keep putting the money in until it all makes sense and works yeah. out. And if, even if it fails, they're like, eh. Yeah. We lost much. a nano fraction of our total income. Exactly. Um, I think the biggest sin of this trilogy, and I think as somebody who really likes this trilogy, I think it's pretty easy to say that it's a lack of direction. Okay. And that comes from the top up from Disney. And I think that is the biggest downside of this because. As the series goes on, you can see a lot of interesting things being built up, and then you get to see where a corporation comes in, I think, is ultimately what it ended up Isn't happening. is there a plot point that you had to play Fortnite to get the information of, too? Yeah. Is that, that's, that's not the biggest sin, that you had to play a completely unrelated video game? No, that's like a thing that's funny, I guess, but like it's not <laughs> that important. It's mentioned in okay. the movie. But, um, 
yeah, I guess some little <laughs> info about this movie yeah. before I ramble on too much. We'll have plenty of time for that. Uh, runtime is an hour and, or sorry, 126 minutes, so two Boo. hours and six minutes. Rated PG-13. Boo. Uh, you can watch it on Disney+, Plus, which Boo. is, of course, where we will be watching it. And then Hulu and Sling TV, if you have their absolute 100% most premium subscriptions. Or you can rent it for $3.99 from Google Play, uh, Vudu, Amazon Prime, YouTube. Actually, YouTube, you can only buy it for $19.99. And then if you have cable, it's on TNT and TBS. So there, I guess. Mm. Which also, I should say, the Hulu and Sling thing. Also go through the TNT and TBS thing because so that's the premium cable. you could cable. save yourself money by just directly going through the TNT and that if yeah. you were using the Hulu. Yeah, route. If, you, yeah if you had cable and stuff like that. Uh, I, like I said, the easiest way to watch these is either buy them physically or uh, Disney Plus, which it's been working fine for us in that way. So, Rocky, you have not been on any of our Star Wars episodes. We've been reading the descriptions from Disney Plus. The first few episodes... Uh, I just didn't press buttons on this nice fancy screen of mine. <laughs> and there's a whole details thing that tells you like all the stuff that happens in here. It's really great. Super helpful. Uh, it's like a real description. But I didn't press that for the first few episodes. So we just went off of their basic description, which is one sentence. So we've just be- kept going on with that. So that's more fun. So here is the <laughs> description page for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens on Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> Ray, Finn, Han, and Chewbacca search for one hope of restoring peace. I don't know who half those people are. No, you don't. But you will. Yes. Or will I? Maybe. You won't recognize them. I can almost guarantee. <laughs> but well, well, I'm. I've started thinking. Maybe you need glasses. Actually, maybe I don't need glasses. I can see fine. You've driven How many with me. How am I holding up? How many fingers am I looking or holding up? My hand's not towards my foot. (laughs) (laughs) You've driven with me. You can see how far I can read the signs. That's true. I wear glasses. You can just sort of see farther than me. It's ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, that is that's that. I guess let's go watch the movie. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. From watching Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Um, Yippee! Woo! Woo! As the as oh, the yeah. movie says. So I guess E, since you're the one who hasn't seen it, uh, hello. Uh, we should get your opinion first here. Um, what did you think of this movie? It's good for sure. I there's a lot of really good concepts that feel like a very logical expansion of the Star Wars the Star Wars lore and just characters and whatnot. Um I'm gonna say, and this could possibly be because I just watched the you know, the ones before it. Uh-huh. I think it relies way too heavily on referencing the old Star Wars. There's um, a lot of callback. Yeah. There's a ton and ton of callbacks for sure. And, you know, I also just <laughs> sorry. I also just generally dislike how much callbacks and references are in movies anyways. You have stated that opinion that you really hate callbacks. 
not all like I think you could do a good one, but like especially when it's to this extent where it's like I don't know, it's it when it's like such a big corporation like this, it really just feels like pandering to nostalgia at this point, especially considering the gap. Um so here's the thing with like the corporation thing. The Disney corporation oversight, quite honestly, didn't really take its hold until episode nine. Um, because of how widely panned The Last Jedi was. Mm-hmm. Before that, they really were giving the creators a ton, a ton of freedom. Like, for instance, each movie was supposed to have a completely different director. Um, and they kept up to that until Last Jedi, and then the reception of Last Jedi made them say, no, 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 we can't take another risk on somebody that we don't know isn't proven. And so for the third one, they gave it back to J.J. Abrams, who directed this one. J.J. Um, Abrams, huge Star Wars fan. Um, He's very openly modeled his career and his directing style after Steven Spielberg, George Lucas. So this is kind of his like opportunity to just put out all of his love and be like, I love this stuff. Like, look at all this cool stuff that I was able to do. And so, it, yeah, this one, uh, more so than I would say the other two, is absolutely filled to the brim with references. Yeah. And, like, there's a time and place where, like, I feel like just it... The issue with it for me at this point is I just feel like I've seen a lot of it before. Okay. It's more of the issue, like, because it's a general thing I have a lot with a lot of, like, new movies that come out where I just, they feel very samey to me. hmm And just a lot of this movie, I kept getting the feeling of I've either seen this before or, like, I this shot feels really familiar. And... Not in like a oh nostalgia kind of way because I don't really have nostalgia for Star Wars. Just in a that just feels really similar kind of way, and I don't know. It's not necessarily a huge negative, but like when I just kept feeling like that, it just kind of kept piling in my head. I think that's really funny because because you are younger than everybody else on the episode right now, as far as I'm aware, um, yeah, by a few years, by a wide enough margin to where we grew up in very different times of the world, really. Um, and the media that you were consuming is media that's looked like this, honestly. And so I think that that's put like, this is what all of the media that was popular always looked like. Yeah. Like in your mind. So like anything that like kind of has this cinematography style, you're just like, that's just what media looks like. Whereas like for me, that's why like I have such a hate for like nineties and stuff like that. And stuff that's just like pure joy and pure magic is like what the nineties tried to convey is because like, that's just what everything fucking looked like then. And it was awful. So like I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, because I actually was going to bring that up because that's the thing I was thinking about. Like, is it just because I'm so used to because, again, like cinematography wise, I just feel like these are like shots that I see in a lot of movies for sure for nowadays. So like and I think that's where the difference comes in. Like you, by the time you were conscious enough to really start thinking about media, mm-hmm. these were this was just the style that it was. Yeah. And I think it's starting to get out of that style and into something a little stranger now, honestly. Yeah. Um but I think like having gone from '90s to like the gritty dark of like from the 2000 2006 yeah, era was very into gross. like this era, I have a very different viewpoint on that transition into how these kinds of movies are shot. Sure. I think like this is definitely an oversaturated um, style now, yeah, because of just how much this is the Disney style. Like, yeah, they that's... use specific lenses, they use specific cameras, stuff like that. So like that's very much. This they feels do like very a Disney specific movie. shots, yeah, that yeah. they love to do, and yeah. like, 
I don't know. I guess, yeah, I, it just might be a bit of I'm just kind of tired of that. And I kind of expected this knowing when these movies came out. I'm like, I bet this is going to be very similar to a lot of movies I watched. Like, even just because this was around the rise of superhero movies, too. Yes. Actually, it was about mid. the middle of it, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's kind of hard, and I know it's a very strong bias, but I can't really separate myself from a bias like that. So That's fair. I'm the same way with 90s movies. So. Yeah. But as I said, I, I think this movie's chock full of really interesting ideas in a Star Wars perspective. Um, I don't know if they'll go the way I want them to go, but <laughs> I definitely think what's here is a really neat introduction. And it's a weird thing to say. I think... Just it gets stuck too much in wanting to be so much like the Star Wars that it starts kind of bringing it down to me because I'm like, I'm like, no, don't don't go back to just being Star Wars. Please try something. Yeah. Which I mean, the last time they tried something, they made the prequels and no one and so many people dislike those. So <laughs> maybe they had a reason that they wanted to be. I don't know. I guess ultimately, maybe I just say this movie feels very safe in a lot of ways. Yeah. That I just don't want like i kind of talk about just sameness and safeness a lot when i discuss modern stuff and i don't know again it's just a bias i have that i can't shake off for something like this so it's good but it's not outstanding to me i think i'm right there with you on that honestly i think that this is an extremely good star wars but you're never gonna be like this did so many amazing cool things like you're completely right. I think the way that they take a lot of those characters and progress that story is the most interesting part about this Star Wars. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, all of the action scenes are kind of like, yeah, that's totally Star Wars. Yeah, there's, if, only, there's it, like a couple things I really like, which is more a matter, which kind of still goes back into just how they progress certain ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, something else I want... Character-wise, I'm, like, 50-50 on a lot of, like, the characters for this. Okay. Um, I think the dark side is really weak right now. Really? In regards to the characters, yeah. And we'll get into that in spoilers probably more. Yeah. And, like, the good guys feel safe, I guess. Again, they feel very safe. There's one character I really liked. You can probably guess, but there's one character I really liked, and then the rest were safe. Or, again, I thought the dark side was kind of weak. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Or I shouldn't say the dark side. The first soldiers. The first return. What are they called? The first order. The first order. Yeah. I mean they're still the dark side, but Yeah, but they're straight up Nazis now. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> un no subtlety anymore. They're like, You guys are idiots. You didn't realize they were Nazis in the original trilogy. These are just Nazis. Quit they're they're hailing their leader. Quit trying to act like they're not Nazis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they they threw out the subtlety on there. Um, I agree. I feel like this is the safest possible Star Wars you could make at the time. But for a series that its biggest thing before this was the prequels, I think kind of to bring the series back safe was what you needed at the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's it's probably gonna end up being a lot of the opinions I have with Marvel movies. Of they're oh, they're good movies, but they're not anything more in my head. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go on to Robbie. What are your thoughts on this one? So, still like this movie. 
uh, liked it whenever I first saw it in theaters, like it now. Um, there are nitpicks I have about the movie that I had whenever I first saw the movie, too. And I was thinking maybe I was being too critical about it at the time. But we'll get into those, too. But I do have, like, I don't think there's a whole lot that's, like, majorly wrong with it. I think it was just, like, like E said, like, certain feelings with the movie, like, certain way that scenes were acted out. And, like, there's little nitpicks here and there about it. Okay. But all in all, like, without getting too much into spoiler territory, I do still enjoy this movie. Uh, I remember enjoying it a lot whenever I first saw it in theaters and having, like, you know, the lights and the sounds in the theater while watching it. It's a great theater movie. Yeah. Star Wars is really, really great for theaters. Yeah. And then even, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know that, like, whenever I first watched that movie, thinking, like, the back in 2015, the CGI was amazing in it, but... Yeah, I, I think... apparently couldn't tell what was CGI and what wasn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's weirdly purposeful. Like, there's a video I saw not too long ago that used this movie as an example of, like, saying that people... It's not that people don't like CGI, they just like... They don't like bad CGI. Yeah, and this was... J.J. Abrams, again, was wanting to be as much like the originals as possible. Um, blended as much practical effects as he possibly could to everything. So yeah. anything that he could possibly do practically... Without being an insane like budget increase, he would do. Um, so like there was one explosion where a yeah. bunch of bricks fell. Um, that wasn't CGI, but he used an old technique that they used in the first Star Wars. Or you paint foam? <laughs> no, it's it, it's foam. Yeah. Um, but instead of just being like a very practical explosion and you see everything go, he, there's a cut, a one frame cut there from no explosion to explosion. Oh. That's probably what threw me off so much. Yeah, then. yeah. yeah. It's uh, a it was a technique that they used sometimes to great effect in the original Star Wars, and most of the time not, because <laughs> that's how they would make the lightsaber appear in those. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it would be like they're standing there, and then you would see a very noticeable one frame <laughs> cut, and suddenly there's a lightsaber. Um. Yeah. Um. So he would he tried to use like a bunch of those old techniques and stuff too, because he wanted to make it feel like the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So. I think this is the one that stays truest to that notion of Star Wars is practical uh, to the practical effects portion. Um, but a lot of that is stuff that couldn't be helped later on due to a lot of things that we'll be getting into. Uh, Rocky, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I think saying that it's a safe movie pretty much captures the essence of it. Everything from the shots, like you said, uh, about how the shots are more noticeable that you've seen shots like this before. They're they're going for something that's tried and true. I mean, I I don't I I I don't think they really could have afforded a flop for something like this. And so I think it kind of stifled a little bit of creativity. I think it's a good a good piece for cinema. I think it's a good movie, but it is definitely safe and when I I've watched this movie like three times now and I I don't think it's an extraordinary movie, but it is a good movie. So yeah, I'd say safe pretty much captures it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you guys are right. It's it's a very safe movie. But for me, like my childhood Star Wars that was in theaters was the prequel trilogy, and there was just really not other Star Wars that was interesting or good to me. And so when this came around, I was an adult and was like suddenly like, "Oh, holy shit, like a Star Wars that I can like really appreciate and it looks like it's trying to do the original trilogy again basically." Um like that was super exciting for me as like a kid who grew up with shitty Star Wars, um, <laughs> more or less, and then like got to live through this as an adult in their twenties, which I think is the perfect time to be watching Star Wars. Honestly, I guess I can say sure as an adult in my twenties. <laughs> I think it does work better. There's a like immaturity. There's a level of immaturity and maturity in your twenties that perfectly lets you appreciate Star Wars, in my opinion. Maybe. 
I don't know. I bet I would have really liked Star Wars as a 12-year-old. I think you would have loved the prequels as a 12-year-old. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I feel like as 12-year-olds, we appreciated the prequels. Yeah, because it's just big explosions and fancy stuff flying around and dude being racist. Like, what 12-year-old doesn't <laughs> love that? Go to the internet. You see it all day. I know. Yeah. That's every 12-year-old's every wet dream. Getting yeah. to be edgy and not knowing what being edgy actually means. Exactly. And they're like, yeah, edgy, like racism. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess the one thing he was missing during that time period was a Jedi yelling at another Jedi. I fucked your mom. Kind God. Of, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I really love this, and I think even though it's safe, I really do enjoy it as Star Wars and as what it is building blocks to the stories that I actually really enjoy about this trilogy. Um. I actually have the very opposite opinion of you, E. I think that the dark side is really, really good in hmm. this. Um. Specifically. Kylo Ren. That's a, I did not care for Kylo Ren at all, personally. I fucking love him. He is the... It, it feels like they finally did the Anakin Skywalker character correctly. Like the angsty, broody yeah, dude I who guess doesn't it's get that. it. Yeah. It's probably, one, again, another thing of just how media was that I consumed growing up. I don't care for, like, angsty teenager types. But like, like, that's the thing. He's I don't think so, it's a very interesting dynamic. He's so fun to hate is the thing. Like, that's why I like it. He's a good villain. Like, I don't like him as a person, but I, I know, love him as like, a villain. I don't know. I don't think he's that interesting as a villain. Again, like, it probably is the difference in the media. Like, I feel like I've seen this exact character in some of the other, like, cartoons and movies I've watched growing up. See, so, I, like, he's I don't here think and I did. he's like, whatever. I don't think I did. <laughs> like, I think they did the like angsty thing so perfectly in a way that they were trying to do with Anakin, but they did it in this, like the fact that when he doesn't get his way, he literally starts throwing a fit and trashing <laughs> the room. Ridiculous. It's so fucking good. He's a millennial seller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of, when this movie first came out, there was a lot of back and forth between that, between people who really loved Kylo Ren as a character and people who'd really hated him. And like, there was like, I remember seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Like, I think one of my favorite things about it was weirdly enough, like the, emo kylo ren twitter account that kept on like just posting a bunch of stupid sad things on it yes which don't look that up if you don't want spoilers because it That's does fair. very much spoil. i'm looking up right now <laughs> oh no <laughs> i can't get out my phone never mind <laughs> um but yeah i honestly really love kylo ren he is so fucking good and i i like his story and how he connects to the original trilogy and it feels almost like an answer not an answer but i would say it's almost kind of like putting what the fans of Star Wars are and like all the toxic things that a Star Wars fan is of like they worship and love the original trilogy and everything other than that they like hate and want to destroy. <laughs> um I feel like they that hit captures that in Kylo Ren perfectly. So Kylo Ren is the bad Star Wars fan, is that kind of yeah. Answer? Like honestly, yes. Yeah. Uh there was a lot of talk of like uh people looking at Kylo Ren and like what kind of um character he is and everything and then they started comparing him to toxic star wars fans and then saying like disney made this character to uh, point at fans and be like you this is you <laughs> um and i think some of that maybe maybe in your opinion will come to light more as we keep watching them maybe, maybe yeah. not but i i honestly really love kylo ren and to me kylo ren is the star of this trilogy maybe I get yeah. my other question, but who else? Like, because you, I'm talking like the dark side as a whole. I think is pretty weak. Who else is interesting? I mean, it's just the dark side. They're always as interesting as they always have been to me. Like, there yeah. was nobody in the original trilogy that I was like, "Oh my god, what is this fucking general?" Like, I think that they're more characterized in this than in any of the, in 
the original trilogy at the very least. And I think they're more memorable for that, but they're not like amazing characters. I don't think the dark side in general just has amazing characters. They have one or two that you can say like, this is the villain and that's cool. Like I really like Snoke's character too. Honestly, I think his design's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say they did a good job of kind of recreating what they did with the original trilogy with it. Kind of like in a new hope, how there was, you know, kind of the bad guy being the general of this army. And then Darth Vader was kind of his muscle and Kylo Ren is the muscle of uh, general Huck. Hux, wasn't it? Huck it to you. I think it's Hux. Yeah. 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 And like how he's kind of just like the muscle of him. And then, but there's also, you know, this almost empire like character or emperor kind of character mm-hmm. that's behind all of it that you only see like glimpses of in this. Yeah. Um, I think it's strong. I think it's, I mean, okay. So here's the thing. I know for a lot of people, like having something that is not the entire story is very bothersome. But for me, Star Wars has never been like, this one movie is all of Star Wars. Like, you watch this and you don't need to watch anything else. Like, Star Wars is a continuous thing. You could just watch the fourth one, probably. If any of them, that would be the one. But even so, it's just not the best Star Wars still, though. No. Um, but yeah, maybe that's the only one that was, because it was originally built to yeah. be its own thing. So you, maybe you could. But yeah, like, I think watching this one and then not watching the rest, you're missing two-thirds of the story. Which, for a lot of people, that's going to bother them. Because forms of media should be, for a lot of people, contained into one thing. And I don't feel like that should be the case for everything. I don't feel like that should be a forced case for everything. Which is another reason why I like Marvel stuff so much. is Because one movie isn't just the story. It's all the movies are the story. Which is what I enjoy about it. And this one feels very much like the first brick of a wall. Um, it is one piece of a larger universe. Yeah. And I, that's why I like it. Because this movie is first and foremost set up for the rest of the story for the other two. And it's going to depend on the person from person to person, whether or not they like that or not. I think for me, I very much enjoy that because I like, I like the ideas that it's putting forward to what it's going to go to for other people. They may hate that, (laughs) but I like this one. I like this one a lot. It's very fun. I like the characters. I like visiting old characters as well. Now I feel like with this movie, at least when it came to visiting the old characters, I feel like they did it in a correct way too. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, like, oh, okay, like, all these people are basically myths to the average person now. And, like, the fact that they show up is considered to be a big deal. And, like, showing that, like, there's bigger things ahead yeah, because, like if, they're, because of their appearance. Mm-hmm. Like, if Bigfoot just showed up at your door and wanted a sandwich. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's almost as if a Bigfoot came riding George Washington's horse saying, I have no time to explain. Get on. <laughs> um... Yeah, like it's you kind of get that same feeling in the original Star Wars with Obi Wan. Yeah, in there, and that well, it kind of was with that, but they also kind of show that Obi Wan had always been around, but like nobody really paid attention to who he was until yeah, he's, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi, it's the crazy old, old man who believed in magic." Yeah, <laughs> until someone realized, like, "Oh, this guy's actually a real magician." Holy shit! Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, give, I'm going to give a brief rundown of the basic story of this, and then we can talk about the things that we actually care about in this Star Wars. Um, you, uh, you know A New Hope? What if that? What if that first Star Wars, but again? What if that, but new? Bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the, the basic plot really is just that. Yeah. Um, you do introduce new characters. You get introduced them to new ideas, like um, Finn. Finn who is a character you're introduced to right away, and Poe Dameron. Um, I think the introduction of Finn is really fun in this because you get to see 
it introduces the idea pretty quickly that they're no longer clones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're their own people and they have morals and things like that. And they have like, they're, they're people. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is nice how they introduce it because it doesn't feel forced in a lot of ways, I don't think. Yeah. It's a very, like, it's the kind of horror story of a lot of army where like the rambunctious kind of young adult goes and enlists in the army and once he gets to the actual battles he realizes how real everything actually is like yeah yeah. especially with the use of things like flamethrowers and just the general design it actually really invoked a lot of like the vietnam war Mm -hmm. in my head okay so that was intentional yeah 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 Yeah, (laughs) i thought so yeah it's a very like real story of oh shit this is real now yeah yeah i mean i guess there was a little bit of vietnam war i didn't think vietnam i thought world war ii like whenever nazis would go and attack a village and then burn the village to the ground after they got whatever info they wanted that's kind of the vibe that i got from the beginning of this i think both yeah uh, when i think flamethrower i definitely think vietnam yeah. personally which but we've had that conversation on this podcast quite yeah. recently <laughs> go watch last week yeah <laughs> um but yeah, and I like uh, being introduced to Finn and that he is like an ex-stormtrooper who rebels and Poe Dameron who is just a pilot. A pilot. And he's Mr. Charming. He's Han Solo. Yeah, I was going to say he's basically Han. the new Han Solo. Yeah. He's a Poe boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you get introduced to Rey on a desert planet, um, fending for herself and just trying to survive. Yeah, just get scrap off of these Star Destroyers so she can sell it for measly yeah. supplies and, and is it i feel like it's fair is ray's probably the most divisive character in star wars i feel like that's fair to say right um yeah i would say so uh i, I think there's a lot of politics behind why that is and a lot of shitty internet culture yeah probably um because there's there's a lot of talk about that people let's talk about it okay <laughs> people really don't like the fact that ray is so immediately powerful they don't like the fact that a female is the lead, um, and they didn't like the fact of strong female lead because it felt like to a lot of people at the time, who I'm just going to call assholes. Um, That's fair. As like trying to be too PC or too liberal. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, in the next movie, uh, no, I'm not going to say, say much. Yeah, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm going to let you try to guess who it is. But the internet like tried to basically set or set a person on fire because they did not like the character that she played. Yeah, it was that uh, that Asian woman. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing about that. Yeah, which we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, that'll be a um, whole thing. Yeah, I guess I'll get my thought of Ray out of the way. I guess as the person who hasn't seen, she's fine. She feels like every Skywalker really to me. Yeah, she doesn't seem like anything. I I feel. I don't know if this is, like, a weird hot take or whatever. I, I mean, the Skywalkers aren't really, like, the biggest part. Like, the main Skywalker, I should say, aren't, like, <laughs> the biggest part of any of the trilogies. Like, they're the ones who get shit done, but, like, character-wise, I don't think they're ever really the most interesting. They're, the Skywalkers in every trilogy are the most boring for the most part, I would say. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. Um, so, it's, yeah. it's pretty, like, I feel like, at least within the original trilogy, it was a lot of, like, all the other characters cleaning up everything so the skywalkers can just go in and do what they're supposed to do yeah yeah but it's like kind of you know a lot of work was done so this guy can go and press this button kind of yeah (laughs) and like i guess in regards to her getting her power i mean i don't know i don't know if i want another training sequence anyways 
Because what would they do that hasn't been done in yeah. really? I mean, also, even when it comes to like, you know, canonically how the force works, that's just kind of how the force works is like it shows you the way. Yeah. Um, man, I'm very excited to get to the next movie. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> the next movie is really the, the deciding factor, I think, for a lot of people on whether they like this trilogy or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from what I've seen, I had a friend who raped, oh, I said that already, who mm-hmm. raved about this one until the next couple came out, and then he hated the entire trilogy. Yeah, and that really is, depending on viewpoints, because without saying anything, I, I've said this before on this, and I said it before we even started recording this one, uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is an incredibly cynical look at Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It is very purposely like, why do you think you're important? Luke's some drunk old man. Like it's it's very much like New Zealand. It's a departure. It's something that I've wanted Star Wars to be for a long time, and some people thought they wanted that and then didn't, Um, or they didn't like it how the way that it was depicted. I think, but we'll we'll get into that. I don't want to get too much into that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I like Ray a lot. I think she doesn't really do much here. (laughs) She doesn't, but I like the start of her character it shows that she like really is extremely independent and she just doesn't need yeah. people's help like she'll figure it out yeah what i don't think star wars is gonna go this way because it's kind of antithesis to how star wars always is i like that she kind of rejects her destiny okay i yeah, like yeah. the idea of that because it's a cool parallel to finn who also has rejected his identity yeah and it's kind of cool how they're kind of becoming each other's destinies in a sense where for a lot of the movie finn kind of becomes the ideal skywalker and even gets to wield a lightsaber something that not many people can do yeah and he's not good at it obviously neither (laughs) is ray to be quite frank no but like it's a neat concept of like maybe the skywalker isn't the oh the person who needs to save the world maybe it could be anyone in a sense and like I, in general, I, I will say I very much love stories about rejecting your destiny and finding yourself, in a sense, I think, because of just, like, how I grew up and a lot of the media I consumed and just, like, I don't know, stuff put on me as a child. Right. Um, being gift kid sucks. Uh, Wouldn't know. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> but, like, stuff like that. So, like, I, I really vibe with the idea of rejecting destiny and finding your own path i don't think that's where this is going because kind of, that's kind of again antithesis to star wars and i know you said the next one's kind of a cynical take but i don't know if it was i imagine it can be that cynical or it goes against the actual ideal of how star wars was but we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah um yeah i i like that idea as and it's just really interesting just seeing the just straight out rejection of the idea of being the chosen one yeah. since you know that's kind of in classic storytelling it's like i'm the chosen one whoa <laughs> like you know kind of harry potter and all that yeah yeah. yeah um yeah it'll be interesting but yeah so from there um you get the new droid BB-8, which is extremely charming droid i really like BB-8. I don't like him as much as r2 no, but i, I really like he... bb8 uh, I he feels to me like they wanted to recreate R two without just straight up straight up using R two. So I don't. 
like sometimes it's kind of my cynical like oh this is clearly what they're going with and again knowing that it's because the director is just a huge fan of star wars rather than just all right guys take the mad libs of star wars and just like where r2 was just throw in (laughs) basketball eight (laughs) actually that i guess i'll say i don't really i'm not too big a fan of the design of bb8 honestly oh i like it he's just a soccer ball with the hat yeah but he's literally a soccer ball with a hat I don't know. Just he's actually... almost never CGI. That's fair, at least. Yeah, yeah I'll give him that. Super cool. That is I one just... of those things I thought was really cool. Is like that was like a functioning unit. Uh, they're like when before the movie even came out, they actually brought like an actual remote controlled unit of BB-8 and like had it uh, rolling around on stage and everything. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, be... It's just, again. I think it's just kind of. Like I just kind of am cynical of more modern movies in a lot of ways. It just feels like they wanted to check a box. And again, I'm not saying the director did this like with the idea of like, ooh, we replace R2, hit all the nostalgia buttons, and sell million BB-8 dolls. No, I don't. I don't believe that. But I mean, I think there is definitely a director coming to this kind of project does want to hit all those boxes, right? Because they don't want to yeah. disappoint people. They yeah. want they want something that they've wanted. Their entire lives. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. He's just he's he's not a bad design. I I will say I'm not saying like he's a bad design. He just isn't that interesting of a design to me. That's fair. Hearing um, that he's uh, oh, go ahead, Rocky. He's an expected design, right? Cue the cute Disney esque robot. Yeah, um, that's fair. Actually, how I feel about most of the 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 light side characters in this is that they're very uh, to me they're cliche. Honestly, they're they're modern cliche. Um, the robot, the robot too. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I like BB-8. He's cute. I think it does differentiate himself from R two enough. Um, I. He's more happy. He's bubbly, and R two is not. R two is like an old man who hates everybody. R two D two is kind of the the cynical older brother, and BB eight is like the energetic younger brother. Basically, in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it might say a lot of like what people get on their first introduction to Star Wars. Cause again, my first like good droid introduction to Star Wars was R2. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who watched the prequels, they didn't have anything because all they had was fucking Jar Jar. So they got garbage. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> for people who watched this, they got BB-8. So like Liz, she just didn't like how old Star Wars looked. Um, she likes things that look flashy and modern. And so, like, for this, BB-8, she fucking loves BB-8. It's her favorite thing about Star Wars. Um, so, like, it's, it's, I think it's definitely one of those things of, like, introduction and, like, what you want out of a thing or expect out of a thing. Maybe. Um, I mean, taste always has to do with it, too. Like, I, I have a weird tendency with a lot of media where I just, like, latch onto, like, some random side gremlin kind of character. <laughs> so, like, the, like, oh, it's the cute side kick character whoa is like that's that's not me i'm like no give me scene five's background character over there i want that guy (laughs) yeah i mean funny thing about that is i think probably one of the most memed characters from this first movie was um basically the scrap dealer on that (laughs) juxtaposed plant the one quarter portion guy yeah 60 hamburgers if i'm not mistaken i think it was simon Pegg in that suit it was yeah yeah 
Yeah, super weird. <laughs> I mean, that's one. Uh, there's a lot of actors who got very excited that this was yeah. going to be made, and there's a lot of like there's big name actors that were in this movie that played in the movie for free because they wanted Star Wars on their resume. Fancy. Yeah, um, like the guy who was um later in the movie. This isn't much of a spoiler. I won't say how it happened until we get there. But the guy who's mind controlled to let go of cuffs. Uh-huh. That's Tom Hardy. Super huge triple A actor, played Bane in Batman, Uh-oh. newest guy in Mad Max, Inception. Like he's huge. Yeah. And he just wanted to be in the movie, so he is no name actor. <laughs> Interesting. Just, he just wanted to be in Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, there's also another story. I'm trying to think of his name. Um Jack Black. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> current James Bond. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, yeah. Uh he was in this movie too. However, uh, he literally was just a no-named actor in this because he had a contract with another studio, and so he wasn't allowed to play in Disney movies. So they literally just had him as one of the stormtroopers, and they had him um, as Unit JB-007 <laughs> as like an homage to him. You, he never says anything. You never get to see his name, or they never speak it or anything. He just happens to be... Uh, so or you know, stormtrooper JB007. That's stupid. I kind of like that. But yeah, yeah, that's how badly he wanted to be in this movie, though. Because like, how many times in your life, if you're an actor, do you get to go and be part of probably a thing that formed your childhood and helped form your imagination of like what sci-fi is? Like, how often would you ever get to be a part of that project and see it come up? If you stick with Disney, probably more likely than more likely than not now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was it was a big deal at the time. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. Um, Actually, I guess because we were talking about the trade dealer, I really like the weird food thing they have, like that weird oh, yeah. bread. <laughs> like it's gonna be stupid to say that's one of the scenes that stuck out so much, even now. Like just watching the weird bread become <laughs> Watch made. the bread rise. Yeah, it looks so cool. It does look cool. It yeah. like works so well. Yeah, that's a good effect. super yeast to make a dinner roll. Yeah, yeah. I want to eat it, even though it's green. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of weird foods that are green in star wars but now you know how i feel about the stew on the yoda planet <laughs> it's, you know I'm, I'm like the opposite of the green eggs and ham guy i'm like ooh, <laughs> give me that fucking green eggs <laughs> um but yeah so from here on out you get the whole thing of everybody's trying to figure out where they belong in this and this plot is thrust upon them yeah because BB-8 has the plans to essentially another Death Star. And they have to get him back to the Rebellion. They eventually do. Gets to the end of the movie. I'm going to skip over the small details because we'll talk about sure. those. Um, and they do Death Star Explosion. Wee-oo. It's literally it's literally New Hope. It's yeah. literally that. <laughs> New Hope 2.0. Bigger, badder, Star Destroyer. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, it really is that, though. For the overall plot. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think... I don't think that's what they needed, but I think, like everybody has been saying, it was safe. Yeah. Extremely safe to just do Death Star again. I mean, but bigger. But yeah. bigger. Definitely well, bigger. Like, oh no, is it another Death Star? No. It's Star Killer Base. See, it's, it's bigger and different. <laughs> yeah, I like how they're like, no, no, it's not just a Death Star. Yeah. Look, this was the size of the Death Star. This is the new one. It's way different. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 16 times bigger. Okay, but it has a laser that destroys planets, right? No, no, no. It can destroy multiple planets. <laughs> so it's a bigger Death Star. Just five specifically, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. You can't have a more epic name than Death Star. I mean, Star Killer Base is like 
Sure, it's like three words, but still not more epic than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the naming system the Death of Star. the dark side. They just add another yeah. word. <laughs> it's like the Death Star was like this epic band in the 80s, and then someone wanted to remake the band in 2015, but they couldn't think of a name as cool, so they called themselves Starkiller. <laughs> uh, that is kind of sad like to think of. I mean... Yeah, just some things are so iconic. How are you going to... Yeah, yeah, right. There really isn't... Because uh, even then, at this point, like, you, even if you had a cool name, you, the people were just like, ah, it's just kind of treading on Death Star again. Yeah, it's just it? Death Star, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> I need a number at the end. I don't know why. It's just it's something with our generation. Well, if you say Starkiller Base 4 is, for some reason, better than Starkiller Base. It's like, okay, that's... I, I like 4 because it implies that they're, like, f- bad designs. They had to go around. Like, they had one that... They had one that used moons instead of the sun. And they were just like, it keeps getting clogged. We need a way better system. Um. So, yeah, that's the general plot. Uh, everything that we talk about here from now on is going to be spoilers for possibly the prequels, the original trilogy, and this Star Wars. But not eight and nine. If, if not we can eight help and nine, I'm gonna I'll be it. surprised if I can manage to spoil eight or nine. But who knows? Who knows? E? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, spoilers from here on out. You've been warned. Um. Yeah, like you mentioned, the uh, new Death Star. I'm just gonna call it New Death Star. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um. It's also three words. Yeah. <laughs> Death Star 2.0. Um, it literally sucks in suns for its power. Yeah. Which I, is so cool. I said it during when we were watching. That's really dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's such a neat idea. It is super cool. Like, it's really cool to, you know, have, like, this whole big system of, like, batteries and capacitors and everything that makes this giant super laser that can destroy a planet. It's pretty fucking dope to, to like, suck up a star with, like, a mini black hole inside of this planet-sized starship and then destroy other planets. It's, it's rad. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be called Star Suck, but they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little seven, uh, unrelated, but like a general thing for the whole movie. Blasters and like lightsabers didn't make people bleed before, did they? No. That was really weird to me. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> You would like see the blood and stuff, but I think this one went far more visceral with it. Yeah, this one feels more Mortal Kombat like. Yeah, one killed in an amazing way. Got hit in the head with a a blaster laser. And you just see his neck snap back, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I hit by an actual bullet. Like, he just looked, and I I appreciated it. Yeah. I appreciate how they responded to. It. Yeah, it just, great. Yeah, it was just like unsettling in a sense. It's one of those things like like the uh, childlike innocence in a way like it's like oh laser blasters pew pew and then just like if just it just shot a bullet basically in yeah, this yeah. movie instead yeah. of shooting lasers it's super so, violent it's I, so weird that is one thing whenever like we're looking up fun facts that i did read about is that they did want it to feel like more realistic and more like it had more power behind it to the point that i guess the blaster models that they had actually had air cannons inside of them so when they pulled the trigger it would uh, just basically shoot a uh, a puff of air back, so there's like an actual kickback to it, like there would be with a gun. And yeah. then also, whenever someone gets shot with it, they f- uh, fly backwards, like they got hit with a bullet. I'm gonna say I think they overdid it a little bit. Ah, it's super fun. No, I love it's, it. It's, they are ragdolls so much. Like I think it's fine certain times. Like I think Chewie's gun makes sense because that thing fucking hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That one is a crossbow that fucking shoots a grenade. 
Yeah, essentially. Actually, yeah. That's pretty much what it does. So, it's a cannon. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that one works, but like, the weird regular blasters that someone's hit and they're like, Wah! and just like <laughs> flip three times in the air. Let's all appreciate that Kylo Ren just took one of those like a champ, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. He took an entire bolt from Chewie's blaster to the leg. And then, like, or to the gut. Yeah, and all he does side. is, like, punch himself to, like, get I, himself <laughs> going again. That's the power of the dark side. It, your punches cauterize wounds. You know what's funny, though? <laughs> Whenever, like, my leg hurts, I just punch it. I mean, I, I do that, too. Like, headache, so, like, sure, just hit my head. It's fine. <laughs> give, give it a reason to have a headache. <laughs> pound it against a brick wall. <laughs> want to complain? I'll give you a reason to complain. <laughs> yeah, basically to myself, though. Um, so things that I want to talk about here. All right. Um... I like the introduction to Han Solo being back in here. Uh, I think it's great that, like, he lost his ship in a bet somewhere because the whole thing is that he won it in a bet. Yeah. So you said he said someone stole it. Yeah, but it, it's a bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way a lot of the scrap dealers deal with stuff, I'm sure it was a bet. Like, they rolled those... dice on the sand again. And it was like, <laughs> clink, clack, clue, clock. And Han Solo was like, what? <laughs> um, and then him coming back from like he's like, well, I just go into my new life, I guess. Yeah, I, it's fitting what he does. I don't like. It just felt like the moments where it's like, in like a family sitcom where they're like at the front door and the neighbor comes like, "Howdy, y'all!" And you know you're supposed to clap like, "Yeah, it's I Han mean, Solo." It's for sure that. Like yeah. I don't know. Again, cynical nature from watching so many goddamn Marvel movies, and right. like it's- you're apparently supposed to clap anytime a popular superhero shows up in a movie to be fair for the trailers of this movie uh they included that scene whenever han solo walks onto the millennium falcon and says we're home uh and then people lost their shit seeing that in the trailer i bet because they were probably waiting for it for a goddamn what like 40 years yeah yeah about that long yeah um it's, it's a very cool moment and like anything i think with han and chewie and them are they feel like the original yeah they feel like they're they've somehow found magic again harrison ford has still got it yeah even oh, if sure. i think he doesn't like this role anyways he does not <laughs> <laughs> he is not a fan i liked it too i i didn't like i didn't like the entrance because I, I it was to me it was just again it was a cliche star-studded entrance i mean it's like cue this cue this this is how it's supposed to look and but uh, so i didn't like that but i did like his character because when I had watched the original Star Wars, you see, you see someone who's good at their a smuggler who looks like he's just having a bad run of luck, but is very uh, capable in what they do. And then you see him now and you realize, well, this is actually not someone <laughs> who is never not on a bad run of luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this is the first time something good happened to him in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it, yeah, it's, it's one line that I really liked about that. It's like, it's like I'll do what I always do. I'll talk my way out of it. Uh, I always talk my way out of it. <laughs> I like the uh, when when one of the leaders of the gang was like, "There's no one left to swindle," because that's really, I really do feel like that captures the essence of what a, a smuggler is. It's just somebody who keeps tossing the die, hoping for that, yeah. that one thing to come. And it just doesn't, the situation gets worse and worse and worse. And yeah. he was literally out of string. He was at, probably in a worse situation than he was. <laughs> <laughs> Trilogy. Yeah. So 
I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um uh here's a question, E. Hello. You dislike romance and things. I do. Um what were your thoughts on not just finding out that Luke, not Luke, um Han and Leia got married, had a kid and then got divorced? What are your thoughts on that? Makes sense. Okay. I don't. <laughs> it's not something you're like, "Oh, they put this in there." People have sex. That is just a fact of life. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe in space they don't need. Maybe in the no, it's the past. But maybe they didn't have to have sex to have a kid back then. I don't know. But they didn't have to. But this is Han Solo. We're yeah, talking Han Solo. About. Han Solo definitely fucks. Like that, oh, yeah, that's just a fact fucks. of life. <laughs> just child support. Bill starts showing up. He just took off across the galaxy. Look, I'll pay you back. <laughs> that's why he became a smuggler in the first place. Yep. <laughs> just spiraled out of control, and now he's been doing it for thirty years. I mean, like, there's a, like, it's off screen. Like, what am I going to say? No, they're not allowed to ever do anything. Everyone has to be celibate and just, like, stand <laughs> all day. I was just more interested in, like, what you thought of, like, that being a big plot point kind of thing. Is it really, though? Just It is. He, it's a kid. Like, that's more of the plot point than the fact that they had a kid, that it is his kid. Yeah. That if that makes any sense. Kylo Ren is his kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot personally yeah that their son wound up going to the dark side it, so it's a logic it makes logical sense like again like it's the idea that makes sense in progression of star wars yeah that is i did have a little bit of a nitpick about that one my main thing about that though is i feel like they just introduced that fact too early maybe i don't i i feel like it would have felt cheap if they used that as like a twist honestly yeah well, not even, before. like, as a twist, but, like, it's just one of those, like, I think they kind of tried to use it as a twist, because, like, doing the whole, like, whenever General Snoke is talking to uh, Kylo Ren, he's just, like, and he asks him, like, how he's going to deal with your father, yeah. Han Solo, like, yeah. kind of thing. I feel like it would have been better if that scene, or that little part of that scene would have been trimmed out, or, like, at least, like, not say, like, it was his father, but, like, they both know, and, like, kind of make it seem, like, okay, like, why is it important that he... D- deals with Han Solo and then it gets to the point wherever he's talking to Leia and say like I saw our son like and that be the moment that they realize like oh that's a connection between those two yeah maybe yeah that would have been far less fan servicey for sure yeah yeah um I'm fine with how they introduce it I mm. in hindsight I think I do agree with you that, that would have been more yeah. fun but that's how I looked at it at least and I, I think another thing speaking with our Kylo Ren I think he takes off his helmet too much in this movie he did it like Twice. He does it twice, I know, but like that whole like um, uh, like uh, you still want to kill me, and like oh well, that's because I'm or uh, wouldn't you if you're dealing with the monster hiding behind a mask? I feel like he probably should just kept his mask on that scene, anyways. Like it would have been more of a big reveal to like see his face whenever he whenever he confronts Han Solo towards the end of was, the movie. Uh, this is this is gonna be so incredibly rude. I did laugh when he took off his mask for the first time because that's not the face I was expecting. You're supposed to. I think that's very much you're on supposed purpose. Supposed to laugh? Yeah. Because okay. he's not like he's a baby face. Purposely, they made him okay. a baby face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pur- yeah they very purposely gave him like an angsty teen, uh, kind of vibe. I thought it was xenophobic of her when she's like, "Wouldn't you be afraid of some creature in a mask?" Like, dude, you're in a galaxy full of aliens. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's gonna be some alien life form. What kind of shit is yeah, that? What? <laughs> I feel like. If I was wearing the mask, I'd be like, really, really, that was uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
come from a proud people. That's what I would have said if I had the message. Like, I, I feel like with his character, like he probably could just like if he's gonna snap back at her with it, just be like, probably like, oh, someone has some or someone has some sass to them. I would have took off the mask and then put it on her. That's why, <laughs> and then start then start stabbing her. No, that's a little much. You need to get the the the. Well, because the reason JPEG she said, yeah, of the wouldn't you want to kill a creature trip. in a mask? So he puts a mask on her and then. <laughs> it's like he takes the mask off and she's like, oh, you're not some ugly creature. You're a human. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> or just like, oh, no, I mean, I, I just always think the opposite where it's like he takes off. A, oh, God. <laughs> I thought it was like a jar jar under there. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck those that that no one cares. was called. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very much supposed to be like that. Oh, he's just a kid. Okay, I don't feel rude then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, because, I mean, you see this movie, so that's probably why you didn't laugh, but just I felt weird being the only one laughing at him just having a face, basically. Yeah, he's just a person. Um, that's that's very much the point. And that goes into a lot of his character, too. Um, like yeah. Like I said, in my opinion, this trilogy is the Kylo Ren trilogy. I, I wouldn't um, know. You wouldn't know. But for me, like that that's the character that I attach this trilogy to and that I really care about and like. Um, You're just saying that because you were an angsty teenager. I was an extremely angsty teenager. I was awful. I almost looked exactly like this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's actually very funny because the the actor that played Kylo Ren was Adam Driver, and I really didn't know anything about him at the time. He had only been in one other movie. That we did on this podcast, actually. Baby Driver. Yep. No. Nope. Um, Inside Lou and Ren? Or Inside Louis Davis? Davis. Thinking. No, that wasn't the movie, actually. That no, he was in that. He was in that, but he yeah. didn't play a very big part. He was been in another movie that we watched that he played a much bigger part. He played a little brother in a movie where their the one father Spider-Man. died. Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm actually blanking on what movie that was. I can't remember the name right now. <laughs> Not the one with Spider-Man? There's no Spider-Man, no. Where's my phone? Did I lose my phone? Maybe. Google Adam Driver movies. Alien. Uh, <laughs> I was here, or... What? I swear we did it on the yeah, It's definitely um, not called I Was Here, because we didn't watch a movie no. called I Was Here. I mean, you've seen Black Klansman. He's in that movie. Uh, But that's Somewhere. not the movie he's talking about, either. No, we did it on the podcast. I know we did. This is where I leave you. Yeah. I don't remember that one at all. Uh, that's the one where like, that guy comes home and his wife is cheating on him and then he goes back to visit his family and all the... Because his father died and they're holding the uh, they're holding the funeral there for, what was it, like, eight days? Yeah. I vaguely remember this. And then so they have to go yeah. home and they have to sit for eight days or whatever like that. Oh, and they're on the, that with the scene on the roof, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He plays the youngest brother in that that is dating the therapist. Okay. I vaguely remember this. All right, yeah. but this I'll is, be honest, I kind of <laughs> forgot we watched that movie on the podcast. This is Star Wars anyways. This, this right, is, but like, that was my first introduction to him, and I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. He's kind of weird. He has a weird voice. He kind of walks around real weird and lanky. Um, and then he <laughs> okay, was in, that's actually rude. I know, it is. But like, And then like he was in this, and I was like, oh, I really fucking like this actor. Yeah. And then like watching his career grow after he got this part and see like how much he doesn't look like a child, and then how they go out of their way to make him look like a child for this role. Um, 
makes me know how incredibly purposeful it is that yeah. he has that baby face. I mean, it's actually another kind of nitpick that I had with Kylo Ren is I feel like the the way that they directed him for the role was kind of weird. But I know it was very purposeful in the same time. Like what he was doing on screen was what J.J. Abram was telling him to do. Uh, that's very much Adam Driver. Uh, if you've seen a lot of Adam Driver movies, he just sort of is weird. Well, it's not even so much that he's weird. It's just like he... I know he's meant to seem like he's like, you know, having an internal battle mm-hmm. throughout uh, these movies. But he just does it in a weird way to where like his acting style kind of changes midway through a sentence every now and then. Like, I it, it was just kind of off-putting for me, personally. Have you met a teenager? Kind of, yeah, but like... <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> like I said, I know it was all very purposefully done, but it just kind of was eh for me whenever yeah. I first saw this movie. I, uh, I already said I don't care like, for Kylo Ren much. Uh, I like him a lot. But, like, again, J.J. Abrams is a, a director who puts a lot of faith in his actors. Um, if he hires you to act, he does it because he knows you're good and he knows you understand the character and he knows you're going to do your job. Yeah. Like, he does. He's not. he's not like a Quentin Tarantino, like, you say every line of dialogue in this script and nothing else. Like he's not, he doesn't yeah. do that. There's a couple things in this where they, of course, have to do that because of overall Star Wars plot stuff. But like, he lets his actors act. Like he lets them be the characters that they want to be in there and develop that character. Because if he hires them, then he knows that that's what they're going to do. Um, so the way that Kylo Ren turns out very much is Adam Driver doing his job. I yeah. would say. Um, but also, like I said, kind of having that angsty teenager thing because it goes very, it goes between him being like very serious and stoic to being kind of almost animated in a weird way and like very mm-hmm. angsty teenager and like it's it's almost jarring to see him jump between one and the other. Yeah, like I said I know that was very purposely done and everything for the movies and I understand why they did it. It just kind of, like I said, it was like kind of weird and jarring for me the first time watching these movies. I really like it personally, but again, that's that's a personal taste. Yeah, and like I said, that like you like it, that's fine. Eve ha- doesn't like it, that's fine. Like I said, I'm mixed <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, I don't know what Rocky's opinion is on that, but I actually am kind of interested in Rocky's opinion on Kylo Ren as a whole, without spoiling anything. Well, let me. I guess to really, <clears throat> you have to go to the very end of this trilogy. And I guess um, <laughs> we're not there yet. Yeah. No, uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate Kylo Ren. Um, the thing is, when it comes to portraying a Jedi or the opposite, I don't, I don't know if he would still be called a Sith or if he's called something else at this point. Um, yes. But he's he's a dark force user, right? Yeah. Um. You you are essentially an avatar of those forces, and that's why the light force users are so boring. They're so empty and hollow. They're not really supposed to have. Well, they're um, literally not supposed to have feelings. That's the idea. They're, they're etheric. They're they're channeling that energy. They're supposed to be that that kind of apparatus. So they're not they're not amazing specimens to watch. Um. However, with uh, the dark side, it's the opposite. Instead of being etheric, it's gravity. Everything is very severe. Um, and there's explosions and eruptions, and the characters are unstable, and they, they lash out. And a big part of being a part of them is the inability to control that energy. 
And Kylo captures that incredibly well. I associate him with being an angsty teenager only by his looks, but I see somebody as an actor and in that role who is grappling with that kind of force. And he is too conflicted to know how to really utilize it. And I appreciate that when I watch it because I that it's extremely well done. And I think it's harder to do that than it is to play a Jedi. Because a Jedi is a Haldo instrument. Whereas uh, something like this is very filled, you know. And so, yeah, I, I, I appreciate watching. In fact, I agree with um, Adam Driver. Is is the is the driving force in this because that's that's where the electric energy of this of this plot comes from, and it and it radiates through everything else and it and it overshadows everything else, and that, at least in my opinion. So yes, I'm 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 really impressed with Kylo Ren. I think you said it much better than I could have, honestly. Um, <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I agree with everything Rock said. <laughs> Um, so is there, because everything that I want to talk about is going to be Kylo and Ray based. Okay. Is there anything that anybody wants to talk about that isn't that? Um, I actually kind of like Finn's character in this. I mean, I love Finn. Finn, yeah. I, Finn is just, without a doubt, my favorite character so far. Finn yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He has such an interesting dynamic, especially because like, you, we needed a new everyman now, because like, it was kind of Luke and Han. Yeah. In the first one, but they're so far gone from like being a silly dumpy dude that you needed a new one. Yeah. I think the start was a little rushed for Finn. Like just immediately like, yeah, let's just fucking kill everyone I liked because we killed the <laughs> <laughs> village. I don't know. Like that felt kind of weird, like conflict of interest in a sense. <laughs> but okay. like that's that's like whatever in the grand scheme of things. That's just kind of something you have to do to tell a story in this fucking movie so long, anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh well, let's see how you think about the next one. The next one is literally the longest Star Wars. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Quit making long movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I think just Finn's such a very interesting character in comparison. Um, I was really worried when he was like, "Yep, I'm part of the rebellious, the reliance, the." Resistance. Resistance. <laughs> the Reliance. I'm part of the Reliance. We're very, very reliable. <laughs> if you need a ride to the airport, we're always there. <laughs> like I ability. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um I I was ready for that because I, I talked to Dry about this a lot. I fucking hate the liar revealed kind of plot just because mm-hmm. of how over because it's one of those things like a lot of plot points and stuff usually come and go with the decades. That was just always been a thing, and I fucking hate it because it's just not an interesting story half the time. Because like, it's always gonna end up they just have to reconcile. Yeah. Like, there's like there's a couple movies that just they're broken up for the rest of existence, but like with so many movies they just have to reconcile. So it's just always this waiting game. But like, this movie avoided that pretty well by just forgetting that could have been a plot point basically <laughs> i feel like they started to play that plot point and then they just killed it really quickly because like han solo basically yeah, han said, solo just, just like yeah i know dude. you're not you're like i know you're not resistance dude <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was like 
So that ended, and it was like, oh no, Finn's gonna leave, even though clearly he's not, because why would he leave? He's such an interesting character, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been fucking amazing if they had, like, they built up a really cool character and he just fucks off. But we'll see what happens, baby. (laughs) We'll see in the next couple movies. Uh, there's that say oh, for this movie for this like Finn's character. Say that um, again, Rocky. Sorry. Finn is a good character. I would say for this movie, uh, I do like Finn's character. He's just he's a person. He's not necessarily a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He just knows that what's going on is wrong, and he doesn't want to be a part of it. And he's, you know, trying to f- figure out his role from there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a guy just trying to get as far away. From that shit as possible yeah. and, I, and then you know, i do oh, go go on uh, I, yeah sorry i was just gonna i do like that he's kind of selfish i feel like that's not like han solo is the other selfish character but he's also just straight up an asshole yeah like Finn's <laughs> kind of selfish he's like i just don't want to be a part of that and i'd rather just leave yeah, yeah. or and, and he's even, also someone who's running scared because he yeah. knows that they're going after him too i mean yeah if you're like you know what maybe i won't be a nazi now yeah. <laughs> He'll probably be scared that literally every Nazi's gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um I think that is I think one in would be dejected. One more time? Yeah. I think anyone would be dejected and wouldn't want to deal with they wouldn't believe in a resistance. There you you see how nasty something like a Nazi is you're not gonna be able to get I'm going to the other side. You're, if you're going to get away from it, you're like, I'm going to get out to the other side of this fucking galaxy and just not deal with this shit ever again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Finn, Finn felt like a breath of fresh air. Like he actually felt like a different character. Whereas yeah. like yeah. in, in retrospect, cause I watched the prequels first, the prequels felt like rehashing established characters in a lot of sense to me. Well, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> which this of course also was literally rehashing a lot of characters too as i talked about but yeah finn it finn was. was pretty interesting in the grand scheme i really hope he gets to do more <laughs> and i'm I'm, exi- I'm so scared because i i have a feeling he's not gonna get to do jack shit um man there's a lot to talk about in this trilogy that we can only talk about once we finished it actually. yeah yep you guys have to fight your time. There's, there's yep. been a lot of us going like, oh, I want to talk about that, but yeah. I really can't until we watch all nine movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, What I want to talk about are the extreme parallels between A New Hope and this. Okay. Which is... There's sand. So much sand. <laughs> no. Um, Han Solo essentially takes up the Ben Kenobi role, uh, which I think we mentioned before. Um, But there's also this idea of a great respect brought on from Leia and Han naming their son, Ben. Yeah. Um, Cause Ben Kenobi, we went, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> um, and I think that that just adds like another layer of their character that doesn't necessarily needs to be spoken about in the movie. Like, it's not like a huge exposition thing. Yeah. It's just like, if fact, I, it's, it, it could be easy to miss. Yeah, that he yeah. says Ben. Quite frankly, yeah, it took me a bit. Like, did he say Ben? Yeah, which <laughs> it makes me laugh. Imagining the dark force being like, "Your new name is Kylo Ren." <laughs> 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 like, 
Like, your new name is Kylo Ben. Wait, shouldn't you change your name? Right, right. Kylo Ren? Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. We got it. <laughs> you see in the background, there's just like Ren and Stimpy on the, on the television. <laughs> Billions of years before Ren and Stimpy existed. Um, and the biggest thing that... This is like a huge moment in the movie. Again, giant spoilers. Um, the, they have to get a plot in order to shut a shield down for the new Death Star. And then once they shut the shield down, they can go in and start shooting things. So... The new Death Star is literally just a giant planet, so they have to land on the new Death Star. And uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Finn, Rey, BB-8 all land on the planet. Yeah. And they go in... Well, actually, no. Rey doesn't land on the planet because no, Rey's already on the planet. she was captured earlier. Yeah. Finn actually just wants to go get Rey. Um, and that was his whole thing, and you get to learn that, like, their entire plan is based off of Finn saying that he knows the- he, he knows the layout and like he used to work there. And then Han asks him like, "What did you do here?" Oh yeah, I was on a uh, I was on maintenance. No, the- sanitation. 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 Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Which was fun because I I vaguely remember I made a joke about like <laughs> being a janitor earlier in one of the Star Wars episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of funny <laughs> yeah. that it ended up being true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which basically just means that he doesn't know jack shit, but maybe he knows the layout a little bit. Uh, they eventually do go and shut down the shields and everything like that. Yeah, and after a general throw them in a trash compactor to their death, I guess. Well, because that's New Hope. Yeah. You get trash compacted reference. Yeah. Your favorite thing. I know it's a reference. Your favorite thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, this one, I mean, like, this one's fine because it doesn't, yeah. like, draw attention to it. It's just, like... Han being like, there are any fucking trash shoots or trash compactors? And Finn being uh, sanitations, like, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It's fine. It's, it's like 10 seconds. Yeah. It's fine. Um, But the thing that I love about this and shows that, like, Rey is really just strong and really doesn't need anybody's help to get shit done is that, like, they go to save Rey and she's literally already escaped by herself and is, like, starting to tear the place apart, essentially. <laughs> Um, I really love that, and I think a lot of people probably don't like that, because maybe it's too much, like, strong, independent woman. Bro boss. I don't know, if it was Luke, would they have said the same thing is always the weird question? No, they wouldn't have. Um. (laughs) But internet men don't like girl boss. They don't. That, that, that's literally just what it boils down to. (laughs) Probably. Um. When. I think it's fine, though, like I said, uh, her, like, people complaining that, she gets her force powers too early. Uh, it's fine. That's kind of how the force works is it just kind of shows you the way. And like, it's just kind of one of those, it's almost like riding a bike. Like you just, once you get the hang of it, you know what it is. Yeah. And like, it makes sense for her because, you know, she had Kylo Ren trying to like pierce her mind and she used kind of the same, it's one of those, like she knew what he was doing. And so she used the same kind of power on someone else. And then when it comes like lightsaber fights, they like the whole, if I remember the canonical thing about it is like a Jedi and a Sith, like they can see the move before it's going to happen, which is why it's so kind of calculated with everything that they're doing with the fight. And it's just one of those, like she's starting to understand the force because as the title says, the force is awakening in her. Mm-hmm. It's showing her the way, it's showing her how to do these things. Kind of, you know, being the new hope of the new trilogy and everything. Yeah, essentially. Also, speaking of the lightsaber fight, I really like that it finally was someone who doesn't have any idea of a lightsaber would just try to stab someone with it. Yeah. It just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that. It is one thing that I do like about Finn's character is like, 
he's not like super proficient at what he's doing, but he knows it's the right thing to do, kind of thing. Like it, he mm. knows that he has to try to protect his or his friend and this person that he cares about from this person. And he may not make it out of this fight, but he knows that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I want to back to what Robbie was talking about very quick about why it makes sense that Ray uh, seems to be developing really quickly with the Force. I think a, a, a good way to look at the Force, too, is <clears throat> a lot of people associate the Force with, um, with, with, with a, a large series of Force users, particularly on the light side, with maybe like one or two on the dark side. Um, in Ray's circumstance, there even even in Luke Skywalker's time, I think there were still more like Jedi on the board than there was at her time. And it seems like the force clusters around the users to the sense that the fact that Ray is one of the only light like force users, light force users, is justification in itself why she's learning so quickly. Yeah. And there is other stuff in the other movies that explain it uh, away too, but yeah, we maybe can get she to just has a lot of midi chlorians. Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't because it's he's just, not going to let that go. Throughout the there's this obsession throughout the series about bringing balance to the force, and I think that that really does capture when you have one side that's stronger than the other. The other seems seems to build momentum. And this is kind of around a time where light side has been decimated. Yeah. And, it, you know, it packs a rather destructive force or in the sense of uh, race circumstance, creating enough force around something to, to turn the tide rather quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but getting back to that, that in itself is a just. Say that again. Oh, I, I think that in itself is a justification. I think that's yeah. fair. She, she... It's like the wishy-washy Star Wars kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like we've said in some of the earlier trilogies, too, is like that's how they just explain away, like, well, that doesn't make sense how that works, but the Force. Yeah, like, the Force moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah, I, that's a that's a thought I didn't really think about. That was, that was a really interesting way to put it, Rocky. Um, yeah, but going back to the uh, the only uh, I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the uh, Han and the confrontation on the base because yeah. Ray gets herself out and everything like that, and then Leia and Han have a talk earlier in the movie of like, if you see our son, bring him back. There's still something there. Han's like, there's nothing there. Our son is gone. Um, essentially, they're talking about it like they uh, had a miscarriage, really. Um, but, yeah. So, this is a game we haven't played in a long time on the podcast. You want? You ready to play what weird thing spoiled <laughs> a scene for E? Ooh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, the confrontation between Han and Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this until I learned about Han being the father. <laughs> I knew this scene because I saw a comic where they replaced Han with Goofy and Kylo Ren with Max. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Frozy D himself actually dubbed it. 
Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it until I was watching this, and I was like, hey, God, I remember something. <laughs> of course, that's where you would know this from. Yep. So um, we we didn't get to play that game for a while though. Yeah, that's true. There, there haven't been a lot of instances of that, but yeah, that was how I knew one of the pivotal scenes. I didn't know what characters it was, but wow. I learned to. I learned as I was watching this. I was like, that probably would have been kind of neat if I didn't know how this scene played out. Yeah, you learned today. <laughs> to be yep. fair, like that was like I kind of had an idea of how that scene was going to play out, even watching it in theaters. Yeah, but it's still. I think I still feel like that's one of the best acted scenes in this entire movie is that confrontation i absolutely love every single syllable in that confrontation same same what about when han says oh yep mm-hmm. love it um but yeah it's essentially han going there and being like take off your mask He's like what do you think you're gonna see old man the face of my son and just having this really like one-on-one conversation of ben solo being like i'm not your son anymore i'm kylo ren your son died ages ago um and han being like no no i think my son is still in there and i want to do everything i can to get my son back and ben's like no um i i know what i need to do but i don't know if i have the strength to do it will you help me and han's anything and this is kind of debated online whether or not this is what happens i kind of think it is um Ben puts out his lightsaber, and Han grabs it as well. Some people think Han made the lightsaber go off and killed himself. Uh, Other people don't. I'm on the side of Han did do that. That Han is the one who turned on the lightsaber? Yeah. I don't know if I buy that, because it clearly shows Ben already moving it towards Han. And just the general structure of a lightsaber, it makes more sense where Ben's hand would activate it. I think that's a neat idea. And I'm not saying, like, it for sure didn't happen. I don't know if I buy it, personally, though. Online, it's kind of turned into, like, the new did Han shoot first debate. I mean, that's a different... I feel like that's just different, though, because the did Han shoot first debate is George Lucas is a hack. Han shot first. <laughs> that's what the debate no, boils down to. Yeah. That's the thing, though, is like that's become the new debate because it's now the debate of like, did Han turn on the lightsaber or not, or was it was it Kylo? Especially considering, like, you know, after he turns it on, Kylo looks at him and says, "Thank you," and then he falls to his death. Hmm. Um. But yeah, that's I I actually do one hundred percent believe that Han turned the lightsaber on himself. Um. Yeah. Because his son is conflicted, to say the least, um, on whether he should do the thing he knows that he has to do or not, um, or whether or not he thinks he really should be on the dark side. Because he has a conversation with Darth Vader's mask earlier in the movie of, like, I'm starting to feel the pull of the light side again. What do I do, grandfather? I won't let you down, kind of thing. (laughs) It's just... Dusty ass, barely hanging in mask. Yeah, it is. Um, and I like that he's conflicted and it feels like he doesn't, like he, if he wants to be a part of the dark side, he knows he has to destroy his old self in every way possible, which means destroy his father as well. Um, and I like the idea of like Han not, Han wanting to give his son everything he can and make himself what he's meant to be, even if that means destroying himself. Um, kind of what parents do really um 
they give everything they possibly can to their children. Um, and so, yeah, that feels, or good parents, I should say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that feels very much like a parent thing of like sacrificing himself so that his fun son can be his full self. Um, so I like that a lot, actually. I like that idea a lot. Um, uh, I'd I'd probably have to watch that scene multiple times to like really get every like look of the face and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's it it's up to debate. Sure. Um. And yeah, so I I honestly like that a lot, and I really like the duel at the end, visually a ton of the lightsaber duel after the Poe Dameron and all his yeah. peeps in the sky blow everything up and the planet starts exploding. Um. There is a nighttime battle in the snow of lightsabers. Yeah, and that made me realize there wasn't, there never really has been like a snow battle, huh? Not with lightsabers, no. Yeah, not really, no. Like, I never thought about that. It was such a cool thing because it, like, the silencing of all the sound around it due to the snow and just like how lightsabers interact with snow because it's like, how does that work? Yeah. It's like cool stuff like that. Yeah. It's really cool. And the lighting is really, really nice. When it I can see it, yeah, great. your stupid TV so bright. God damn it. <laughs> you have a problem. You have a problem. Your TV's broken. <laughs> it's not. That's it's doing the opposite of a broken TV. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that lightsaber battle. I like how Finn fights it first and yeah, gets the shit kicked out of him. Honestly, not entirely. He no, he's like hits there, has but... an idea. Yeah. of what to do, but ultimately is not the protagonist. In... Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Um. Yeah, I, I like this fight a whole lot. And it shows the inexperience of Rey and the aggression of Kylo. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about it the most, is it goes back to having the emotions showing in the battle. Right. Which is something the prequels did not do. Except that one you really liked. Except for literally the the like <laughs> the first last big battle. one in the first movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah um. That's actually one of those things I remember that was debated a lot online, too, is they're saying, like, well, I think that Ray won that battle a little bit too easily, you know, by a guy who basically got a grenade shot into his stomach. Also, she got fucked up pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they both got fucked up. And I would debate that Kylo Ren would not have lost if he did not get a bolt caster straight to the gut first. Right. Probably not. <laughs> also, if he, you know, was like, Ray, what the fuck are you doing? As she's just sitting there meditating for, like, 30 seconds, he could have just, like, <laughs> yeah. punched her in the gut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been. A he thing didn't too. want to kill her. Is the yeah. other thing too? No, yeah, like, that's the thing because like, like whenever he has her like in a position to where like basically I won, like give up now kind of thing. He says like, "You just need training. I could be the person who trains you." Yeah, I th- I think that debate is one of the debates online that's completely missing the point of yeah. <laughs> that whole fight. And what do you mean? Well, he was saying like that. Ky- that like Kylo wasn't trying to kill her; he was trying to oh, get a yeah. new apprentice. Like, yeah, like that. Kind of like with... it easily. It's because Kylo wasn't aiming to kill her. Right, right, right. Like, I think that it's missing that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Subtlety on the internet's gone. What are you saying? <laughs> Damn! Um, it's like there's a huge generation of people who went to school hating the idea of looking for deeper meaning in text. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that is showing up so often now. Yeah. Last big one. I remember people were getting mad at Tay Zonday for being like, "Yeah, Chocolate Rain was about racism," and they're like, "Nuh-uh, 
No, it was. It's about it literal was about chocolate rain. Yeah, it's about literal rain that's made of chocolate. There are so many people who think it's literally about chocolate it's rain. It's about Nesquik. <laughs> and it's like, you could just read the lyrics, and it's clearly about racism. <laughs> and it's clear so many people lack any comprehension skills. But that's neither here nor there, you know? Maybe um, the drapes were just blue, as people put it. <laughs> um, Is there any other portion of the movie that anybody wants to talk about or can we get into final thoughts um I guess Poe it's not really like a portion Poe's weird to me that he just kind of dies almost and then just showed back up Uh, it's weird to me uh, I also had that problem when I first watched it um I don't not bothered by it now because it literally is like, like oh he ejected. The his story seat never earlier. says that he's in the thing. Yeah, no, like, the movie he just assumes that he's in there. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not saying like no, this is a plot. This is a bad plot point. Right. I'm just saying it's it just feels so unceremonious to me. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that. He's just like Finch. Just like hey. Also, their friendship is so quick. It feels like I missed something, but you know. Maybe gunning down people really builds friendship and save each other's lives. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like it's not the worst thing. It just like it's one of those things that felt rushed in a movie. I felt was too long <laughs> somehow. Hmm. Interesting. So, I like their I like their friendship a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say um, they work off each other well. I just mm-hmm. think the actual building of it is kind yeah, of flawed. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, John Bodega, the guy who plays Finn, Boyega, and, huh? Boyega. Bodega is like a <laughs> Boyega. <laughs> Uh, John Boyega and Oscar Isaac like are both. They have a lot of chemistry together. They work really well together, which is why I think it was so easy to make them friends. I can't wait for movie. them to never interact again in the next two movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's something that I think this trilogy does so 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 well. Um, in being kind of the same thing as the original trilogy, is that all of the main cast have extreme chemistry together. When they're all on screen together, it is magical. Yeah. It genuinely is magical. They all just get along really well, and you can tell they really actually like each other. And that's the, how the original trilogy felt, in my opinion. Um, I think that is one of the key things that was missing in the prequel trilogy, honestly, is that um, Anakin just was not charismatic, and it didn't seem like he had a friendship with anybody. Um, not even his wife. Not even his wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just felt like nobody, like, cared about each other. Like, they were all just acting. It didn't I mean, seem like anybody was, um, was, like, friends. Obi. Obi-Wan was great. He, he was the only good well thing. He did pretty well with anyone. Yeah. Samuel Jackson was pretty good, too. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with how the original trilogy was with, like, these three actors really didn't do anything else besides this. Like, this was their big break. And in that same way, for Oscar Isaac and John Boyega and... Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. This was their big break. Like, they all were being introduced to big Hollywood at the same time in this same movie. And so, like, there are a lot of similarities between this and the original, even just in casting-wise, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think we can get into final thoughts here. Um, so we're actually running kind of late. Yeah. Um, let's start with E. Okay. Uh, it's good, as I said. Um. Okay. And, yeah. Done. No number. Uh, I I think it does end up pandering 
a little too much for my tastes, which uh, again, personal bias. Yep. And a personal bias against just modern movies in general to me. Um, I do really like Finn. He holds this movie up a lot more to me, and I don't have high expectations for him just because I know how a lot of Hollywood is. <laughs> um, but this there's nothing wrong with this movie. Really, is the like there's issues with it, but there's nothing wrong with it. But there's nothing really right with it either, in a lot of sense. Just okay. like it's good, but it never felt like it was going anywhere else to me. And as someone who just didn't have nostalgia for Star Wars, that could be a lot of it easily. Like, again, if you were waiting 40 years for a good Star Wars movie, yeah, that would probably be amazing. But I was waiting a month for a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> and it was good. It was definitely not anything more than good to me. Um, well, okay, yeah, there's some aspects I'd say probably go into great. Just, like, the ideas and um, word that starts with a C that I can't think of. Corruption. <laughs> no, the opposite of corruption. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> actually. Uh, I don't know. It's a word. Look it up in the dictionary if you know it. Look every word with the letter C as the first letter in the dictionary and let me know if you find the word I was looking for. <laughs> okay, okay, great. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's a it's good, and maybe my expectations were a little too high after how much I really liked episode six and episode four, but there's nothing wrong with a movie just being good. Okay. So... I kept flipping between like a six and a seven in my head. I still don't know if I have the correct number, but I'll I'll say I'll say six. That seems fair. Okay, okay. Um, let's go over to Rocky. I had I have pretty much the same opinion. It's a good movie. I think I think I'd give it a seven. It's it's nothing spectacular. Um, they play it really safe. I I feel like they 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 relied on a lot of tropes. They didn't really do anything new with the characters, and in a lot of ways, I feel like it really was just the old re refurbished. There wasn't a lot of room for creativity, but there's some really great stuff about it too. I um definitely like the acting of Kylo Ren is a big plus for me, and some of the scenes are just really beautifully shot. So yeah, I would give it a seven. Okay, cool. Robbie. So, like we were saying, a lot of charismatic characters that are very likable in this movie. Um, like I said, I still think a lot of the CGI, not all of it, but a lot of it, holds up really well. Uh, a lot of the practical effects mixed in with the CGI are eh, but still mostly good. Like This movie did feel like weirdly bombastic and spectacular, but it, like you guys said, in a safe way. But it makes sense whenever you think about some of the stuff that happened in the background, like the fact that Disney paid George Lucas something close to $4 billion for the franchise rights. And then uh, I ended up looking it up. They spent like close to $250 million on the actual making of the movie. So this was like a big money dump that they had for it. So it's one of those, I think they wanted to play it safe in order to 
make sure more you know they got more people to get into the theater and actually watch the movie and it worked uh if i remember correctly the movie did something like 2.5 billion dollars in the box office i don't remember the box office it's something like that i know i know at the time was like one of the highest grossing movies of all time didn't like some weird technicality beat avatar for a little bit or was that no it straight up beat avatar okay but Mm, um, i don't think this beat avatar was it the sixth one or the ninth one maybe didn't one of these beat Avatar in some weird I demographic? Think, I think it was this one. It might have been opening weekend one of Maybe. them did. Yeah. But uh, I think Avatar's regained its number one spot because the only thing that's okay. gotten, yeah, because it came back to theaters. Because um, the I other thing that like beat it out was... cheating. It still counts. But the thing that beat it out was Endgame. Okay. <laughs> Are they going to re-release Endgame back into theaters? Absolutely. Of course they will. I would have put a measuring them. contest at that point. It, 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 that's definitely, it yeah, it's definitely what it is. But with themselves now, which is weird. Yeah. It's like, how can we beat ourselves? They now just own. They, I think I, Disney owns eight of the ten highest grossing movies of all time. But I know, like, at the time, it was considered to be a big deal that this was, like, the, like pretty much, it had the highest uh, grossing weekend of all time, I think is what it was. I think that might have been it, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just one of those, like, people were, like, kind of worried that it was going to be, like, another prequel trilogy and, like, oh, Two billion dollars in the box office. They already made back half their money. Yeah, it, I mean, it could have been bad, and they would have still done that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I remember that was a whole big thing with it. But uh, there are some scenes where it feels like they're playing safe with it. Um, in a weird turn of events, I feel like there's just certain scenes that kind of take me out of it because it feels less like watching a scene play out and more like kind of actors reading lines on it. But that's once again, that's a nitpick. It's kind of like I said with some like the weird angst that I get with Kylo Ren. It's just kind of a nitpick of mine. It's nothing that's really wrong with the movie. And I kind of fall under that same category. There's nothing really wrong with it, but there's certain things that feel like it should be right that aren't. Like it pays a little bit too much homage with fan service and does like, hey, remember original trilogy? Stuff like that. But all in all, even though it's bombastic in a safe way, it's still a very fun movie. I, I'd give it an eight out of ten. It's it is one of my favorite Star Wars movies still. Okay. Um I disagree with you, Robbie. <laughs> it's not yours. Of course. Um, it's not your favorite. No, I no. said one of. Like, Return it's, of the Jedi is still my favorite, but this is up there with Return yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, no, Dry disagrees. It's not one of your favorites. <laughs> not what I mean. Um, I, I don't think anything feels unnatural when it's being said. I don't feel... I never... There's not a single point where I'm like, they're just reading this off of a script. Nobody gives a shit. Like, I feel passion coming off of every single person in this. Even the people that are very boilerplate, like Rey and, like, the light side characters. I feel like they're still like giving their all to that. I never feel like it's like a stilted performance at any point. Um especially with Kylo Ren. I I fucking have a hard on for Kylo Ren. That's going to become more and more apparent as we keep going. Um but yeah, I honestly really love this movie. Uh I think for the most part the CGI holds up. I think the practical effects look fucking gorgeous in my opinion. Uh you can tell they're practical, but I don't yeah. I don't consider that to be a negative because uh, yeah. I like the way that looks. Yeah. I mean, once again, it, it is just like kind of a nitpick. The ones that I can usually tell on is whenever you have like a fast moving CGI and you can see that there's like added motion blur to it. Yeah. Like, it's mostly stuff like that. Like it's nothing that you can really do about it. Like I definitely couldn't do better CGI than this. Right. Yeah, but, but it's just one of those like it goes along with like the whole like they use this movie as a big example of why people don't hate CGI. They just hate bad CGI because they do a lot of CGI right and they do it very well yeah um 
I really do like this movie. I think it's very much a rebirth of Star Wars and exactly what Star Wars needed to be for it to come back to fruition. Yeah. And like um, I said, with the $4 billion investment, like they had to make sure that this was successful. Exactly. Um, I think they, they didn't have to. They're Disney. <laughs> well, they, $4 billion is still quite a bit yeah. to spend on a property right. Um, but yeah, the I think they picked the exact perfect director to start this off again. My biggest complaint is going to be consistency between the trilogy from one to two and two to three um and i don't think that that is the filmmaker's fault yeah i think that that is the part where it comes down to disney not having a game plan and just thinking they can hire anybody to make a movie and then it's just all it's star wars so it's always gonna be good right or it's always gonna sell well right it's always gonna review well right and it's just not the case um they gave a lot of hope and praise to a lot of people and they started off with jj abrams who is an extremely flashy and extremely competent more than competent i would say jj abrams is a really great director honestly he's really good at what he does um but i think the next one is is really a tipping point for a lot of people because i think the director that they got for part two very questionable for a lot of people um we've also watched one of his movies on this podcast knives out the director of the next Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, is Rian Johnson, who directed Knives Out. Um, so, I guess kind of imagine the tone of that movie, but in Star Wars. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see Ray puke four times on screen. It's weird stuff, for sure. Uh, you, you remember something about the movie? I do. I mean, Knives Out was a very memorable movie, I would say. It's good, yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly really love this movie. I would give it an 8.5. Okay. Uh, I fucking love Kylo Ren. And I like Poe Dameron, and I love Finn, and I think Rey is fine. So. <laughs> she is Skywalker. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's my thoughts. Um, e. Hello. If people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a link tree with links to all of our social medias and listening medias, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. You can follow us on all the Twitters and the Facebook, or you can <laughs> listen to us on your beans. <laughs> we also have an email, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your bends. Every Ben you got, give it, give them, give them, give us your Bens. Ten, Kenobi, all of them. Uncle Every ben. ben you know, send us your favorite Ben. Um, Robbie, yeah, get us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another, and make sure to be safe out there. Make sure that you're staying six feet apart from one another. Make sure you're wearing a mask. If you can get vaccinated, it is important. Wash your hands for at least twenty seconds. But if not, make sure you stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first episode you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robbie. Mm -hmm. Thank you, E. Hello. Thank you, Rocky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Everybody out there, like Robbie said, be safe. Have a great one. We will be back next week with not a Star Wars, but another thing. Um, Star Trek. I wish I knew what it was going to be, but we've been bad at planning. Um, I think we have PTSD since our last planning phase. <laughs> so I, I mean, it happens. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, wait, actually, I think I do know what we have. We're starting Halloween stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be slasher movies. Yeah, Woo! We did plan Halloween. that. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a lot of slasher movies for a few weeks. That's going to be fun. 17 weeks straight. I'm looking forward to how that'd be so good. I'm looking forward no, to it. No, I would it. not. I would guarantee I'd get sick of it. <laughs> you would get sick of it because that's like, that's just all of the Jason movies and like most of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You could not even finish all of the movies from each of those. No. Things. Um, anyway, yeah. We'll be back with Halloween stuff. That's exciting. I'm excited. Woo! Um, everybody out there, be safe. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. May the forks be with you.